0: Welcome back to It's Haunted, What Now? I'm your host, Lainey. You have been patient with me this new year, and I just want to thank you. I've been collecting some really creepy stories, and curating them has been a real treat. If you ever get lonely without my voice, check out my true crime podcast, True Crime Fan Club. If you are looking for other paranormal shows to fill your time, check out Two Girls, One Ghost, The Haunted Ride, a paranormal podcast. YouTube channel, Nightmares Before Bedtime, Graveyard Tales, The Ghostly Gals, and finally, Ghost in the Burbs. Alright, enough of the business. Ready to get spooked? It seems more and more submissions are coming from people who have had bad experience with the Ouija board. Antoinette is no different. She shares her story with you and wonders if you have any opinions on what may have happened to a boy who let a spirit in. I was slowly making friends in middle school. I found several like-minded, quiet readers One of these girls, Lonnie, suggested that we exchange a few books and hang out at her house over a weekend and just read. This sounded amazing and like something my parents would be okay with me doing. I never got out much. We were eating large marshmallows and just laying around her bedroom floor when her older sister asked if we wanted to hang out with her and her friend in the basement. Oh my god, me hang out with some cool other goth kids? Sure. There were five of us all together, four girls and one guy. After listening to some music and just chatting about awful teachers, etc., they mentioned Jimmy wanted to contact a spirit that they had been talking to the other day. Apparently, from underneath the coffee table, they pulled out what looked like an old wooden board with letters on it. I wasn't sure what it was. They tried to explain it to me, and one girl just kept saying it was a silly game, while others vehemently disagreed. I did not put my hands on the board, I just observed to see how it worked. While they started to ask questions like, Wade, are you here? I started to get chills. I figured I was freaking myself out, but I noticed Jimmy had stopped blinking. He was staring into space. One of the older girls said, he is here, ask him about my former lives. The other said to let Jimmy do his thing, He was in some sort of trance, still not blinking. He didn't blink for what felt like forever. It was probably 20 to 30 minutes. His eyes were just pools of water, dripping tears. I honestly cannot remember what they were asking him. I was wondering if he was okay, and if he had really let this Wade spirit into himself to guide the board. I do remember before he came to, he kept rapidly going over to the no, He then rapidly blinked and stared at all of us as if we were foreign. He was shaking and very discombobulated. It was a while before I played with one again. Have you ever experienced anything similar? What do you think happened? Antoinette, I'm not entirely sure what happened, other than it sounds like Wade did enter Jimmy's body. That seems like a scary and really dangerous thing, and I wonder if he's had any residual effects since that happened to him. Noah's encounter with a scary entity had him questioning whether or not his relationship was unacceptable. Back in 95, I was 23 years old. I went up to my parents' getaway cabin in Big Bear with my girlfriend at the time to have a relaxing weekend. One of the days, we were having a lazy day and ended up taking a nap on the floor in the cabin around noon. We both woke immediately, sitting straight up and looked at each other in horror. We ran to the slider, frantically trying to open it, and ran outside to the driveway. With intensity, we were asking each other, Did you see that? Did you feel that? What in the hell was that? We both described the same sinister image. It was huge, like a huge, huge evil face with big sharp teeth and a bad evil feeling that ran through our bodies from our feet. Out of the tops of our heads as it passed through us and the room, no drugs or alcohol were involved. It was noon on a bright sunny day and neither one of us wanted to go back in that cabin. My parents still have the cabin, and I've never witnessed anything like that since. If I'm going to be completely honest, I think there was something there that did not like my girlfriend or our relationship, and made it very clear. Wow, that is intense. It's really strange that there was only that singular experience that was shared by you and your girlfriend at the time. I assume you had been at the cabin many times before that without having any experience of this nature, so it makes me think that maybe something was attracted to her as opposed to you or the cabin. Perhaps you were being warned of something. What that would be, I have no idea. Leslie shares with the show about a heartwarming encounter she had with her grandfather when she was young. I was eight years old the first time I saw and talked to a spirit. It was my grandpa, who had passed six months before, Me and my grandpa were close. I lived in Maryland at the time he passed while in a vet's hospital in Michigan. I was laying in bed one night and heard a voice call me. Sweetie Pie. Sweetie Pie. Which was a name I was called as a little girl. I rolled over to see my closet open and there stood my grandpa. When he was alive he was in a wheelchair because he had Parkinson's. So seeing him standing I was confused. And scared... I ran out of the room. I told my mom and my dad what I saw. This went on for weeks. My mom called my other grandpa, who was a preacher, and asked him what she should do. My grandpa told her to tell me to tell him I love him, but he was scaring me, and please don't come back again. So that night I waited. I heard a sweetie pie come from the closet. I rolled over, sat up, and smiled. He said, come give me a hug. I slowly moved to him. As I hugged him, I could feel his arms and body. I told him he was scaring me and please don't do this anymore. He smiled and said, I will go. Just wanted you to know I'm okay now. Now go back to bed and sleep. You won't see me again, but I will always be here. I'm now 43 and I have not seen him again, but I know and can feel him around me. Our next submission comes from Amy, who's interested in sharing some of her personal encounters with the show. Hi, I love the podcast, and I would like to share a few personal encounters of my own. I am 28 and live in Australia. I have many small encounters with spirits slash ghosts throughout my childhood and still continue to do so into my adult life. One standout incident that occurred when I was 16 is just a tad creepy. My sister, who was 10, had taken to coming into my bedroom to sleep in my queen-sized bed with me. This night was no different and she came wandering into my room and got into bed beside me. I had my laptop on my dresser. Plugged in, but not turned on. This meant that around the power cord emitted a blue light around where the power cord went into my laptop. This blue light from the power cord cast onto the wardrobe I had sitting next to my dresser. I was fully asleep when my sister woke me up by poking my back and whispering, Amy, what's that? I was a light sleeper and woke up straight away. I was facing my dresser and wardrobe and could see something flicking around in the light like a moth would. It's a bug in front of the light flying around it. Go back to sleep. I already had my eyes closed. No, Amy, no, Amy, look. She sounded scared, so I opened my eyes again and saw the same flicking shadow. Yes, I can see it. It's just a moth, ignore it. I had started to turn over so I would have my back to the laptop when my sister grabbed my shoulder and said, just stop, shut up, and look. I looked back at what I thought would be the moth's shadow again, and I froze. There was the shadow of a hand, four fingers, one thumb, and a bit of the palm. The fingers were spread and then moving around as if they were wiggling all of their fingers. The hand was moving slowly up, And then moving slowly down, the shadow blurring it as it moved from the direct beam of the power cord light. I looked around my room and could see no one was in it with us. Do you see it? whispered my sister. Yes, I answered. We stared at the shadow of the hand for only a moment longer, until I noticed it started to slowly pull away from the light. I rolled over as fast as I could so that my back was to the laptop, and the creepy shadow hand. I said to my sister, roll over, go to sleep, pretend it's not there. And in my head, I just kept thinking, get out of my room now. You're not welcome here. We must have eventually fallen asleep because next thing I knew, it was morning. There was no other light in my room or the house. We lived in rural Queensland on a hobby cattle farm, so it was dark at nighttime No streetlights, no passing cars. My windows were shut, as were the curtains, and my AC was on. From time to time, little grey moths would flit around the power cord, but I never saw that hand again. I can simply say that I have no idea what happened in your room that night. I would say that maybe it was a dream and... I know that dreams can be shared between two people, as you've heard in our previous stories. However, I have no explanation for this, and I'm honestly just very confused. Now, Jimmy also experienced a few terrifying encounters in his own childhood home. I lived in a house in the early 2000s in my preteen to teenage years and had a few experiences while living there. Once while I was getting ready for school, I was in the shower and while rinsing out my hair, I closed my eyes so I didn't get soap in them. The moment my eyes closed, I heard a blood-curdling scream like it was right next to the shower that was in the bathroom that was in my room. It sounded like a woman being murdered. I ran out of the shower and asked my mom if she heard it. She did not hear the scream. Another instance was while I was playing video games in my room. I was playing Grand Theft Auto and was the only one home at the time. While I was causing mayhem in the city of San Andreas, I heard a very harsh voice whisper in my ear, Get out. The whisper was very drawn out and ended very raspy on the T in the out. Once again, I ran out of my room. The last instance was the one that freaked me out the worst. It was a school night, I believe, and I was laying in my bed, and next to my bed was my closet. I had a lot of stuff that was just kind of stuffed in there. While laying there in bed, I felt like I was being watched. I opened my eyes and saw what looked like a basketball in my closet. I closed my eyes and tried to go back to sleep. I heard nothing move but felt a shiver go down my spine. My eyes shot back open to see what I thought was the basketball was now a silhouette of a crouched person right next to the door of my closet. I grabbed the covers and threw them over my face and sat like this without moving for what seemed like several minutes. I slowly lifted the covers to see what I was looking at because as a child I knew I let my imagination get the better of me sometimes. But when I brought the covers up to peek, I saw a pitch black formless face right next to my face. I then threw the covers back over my head and flipped over to my right side. Again, I sat there, but only for a few seconds this time. I then jumped up, turned on the lights, and when I looked where the figure was, I saw nothing there. This would normally give someone a form of relief, but me, it filled me with terror I sprinted out of my room and told my mother, and she saw how freaked out I was, and told me to sleep out on the couch as she slept in the living room with me in the recliner. Whatever that formless figure was made me feel like it wanted something from me, and I have never been that terrified in my life. Anyone else glad that Jimmy doesn't live in that home anymore? I sure am. I don't think I've ever lived in a haunted house, but I did go to the Veliska Axe Murder House and I tell you that there are definitely spirits in that home. I definitely caught an orb and I'll add a link to the video so you can judge for yourself. Now Janine M. heard episode 9 and remembered her own Ouija board story. Hi Lainey. I just listened to the latest episode and remembered my own Ouija board event. When I was 15 in 1974, a few friends got together at another friend's house. We were dabbling in some alcoholic beverages and telling stories about our boyfriends who were not there. The girl whose house it was thought it would be fun to play with the board. None of us had a clue how to properly interact with it, but on we went. When it was my turn, I asked... Will I marry Randy, my boyfriend and love of my life? The planchette flew to no. I said, not funny you guys. Then my friend asked if I will marry him. Again, it shot over to no. Feeling both hurt and angry that my friends could be so mean, I quit and was about to have a cigarette. I stood up to get my matchbook from the back pocket of my jeans. And when I slid my hand into the pocket, The entire book caught fire and burned the tips of my fingers. I pulled the matches out and the cover was still closed. If that didn't scare me enough, within three weeks, my boyfriend, Randy, was killed in a car crash. That one event shaped the rest of my life. I have never touched a Ouija board again. I had always been very intuitive and the night before the accident, I said to him, I feel like I'm going to lose you. He hugged me and said, You'll never lose me. I love you. The next day, he called and asked me to go with him to run an errand. I covered the mouthpiece for a second and then told him my mom had chores for me to do, but I'd meet him at the lake at 1.30. I had no idea why I did that because he was my whole world and I loved spending time with him. It wasn't until much later that I remembered the lie. I was a mess for a very long time and... Back then, counselors were not a common part of healthcare, and I suffered on. Well, that's my Ouija board story. Hope you liked it. Keep up the good work. Oh, wow, Janine. Uh, first of all, I am so sorry for your loss, and your instinct saved your life, and hopefully you remember Randy fondly and carry his memory with you. I know that that's probably really important to him, so as long as you remember the good times, I think that that's what really matters. Scott V also has a rather odd tale about his former girlfriend, who was quite literally haunted. there, I love the show by the way, I've always been a fan of the paranormal and it's nice to know that I'm not the only person who has had some mysterious events occur. Anyways, here's part of my story, if you're interested. A few years ago I was dating a woman who claimed she was haunted. Now I am a man of science and logic and to me I thought this was silly. Her previous claims of stuffed animals and remote controls moving around the house, I felt were just her and her ex-fiancé being absent-minded. Everything seemed fine to me. We were dating for about a month before things got weird. At first, it was just the general unease I felt in her house. That feeling that I was being watched or didn't quite feel safe It was a two-story townhome built in the 1960s with a large basement used primarily for storage. I did not like that basement. I refused to go down there alone, especially at night. It just felt ominous, like something was waiting for me down there in the darkness. It wasn't an old house, but her mother did die there, and my girlfriend at the time believed it was her mother's spirit that was present in the house so she had no problem with the random bump in the night. She believed it really was her mom. I began using her cats as a way to explain the odd noises I heard at night. The random thud I would hear from upstairs from time to time as if the cats would knock over a big book upstairs. However, every single time I investigated, there was nothing to be found. Then things began to escalate. One day her and I left the house early in the morning and we were gone the entire day. When we returned late that evening, we were surprised to see some of the drawers in the bathroom and kitchen were pulled out and her mom's old recliner was reclined. There was no way her cats could have done that. And the only other person with a key to her house was her father who was at work all day. And he was not the prankster type. We were kind of freaked out about the whole ordeal, but just tried to forget about it. Oh. Did I forget to mention that her house was super creepy? For example, her bedroom door was facing directly in front of her bed, and at night she would leave the door slightly ajar to let the cats in. From the bed, with the door open, you could see through the threshold, down the hall, then down the stairs. So at night when the door was left slightly open, all you could see was inky darkness beyond, and sometimes when the cats would come and go, the door would creak every night it felt like something was just staring at me through that gap. All night long. It was probably one of the creepiest feelings I've ever felt. Then one day, I experienced something that I have yet to this day been able to explain. I may have forgotten to mention something. My girlfriend at the time lived in her deceased mom's old room and had renovated by knocking out the wall between the spare bedroom and hers to have a larger master bedroom. Her bed was in her mom's old room side, and her mom's old desk was in the extended room beyond. This is important because we were about 20 feet away from it when this happened. She had kept her deceased mother's license plate on her desk on the far side of the room as a memento. She was always very fond of it and it had her mom's nickname on it showing that it was hers. It was leaning directly against the wall in a way that if something had bumped the desk, it would have just fallen flat on its back. There were various pictures and ornaments surrounding it, so it was pretty much stuck where it was anyways. One night, her and I were going to bed, when suddenly there was a loud crash coming from the far corner of the extended room. We investigated and found that her mother's old license plate had somehow been thrown from the desk and took everything else on the desk with it. There was a big mess of stuff all over the floor, and we had no explanation for it. Even if somehow the house had shifted or there was a breeze, there's no way that possibly could have happened. The license plate would have just slid down the wall and landed face up on the desk. We cleaned up the mess as best as we could, and were pretty freaked out for the rest of the night. I didn't usually sleep very well when I was over there to begin with, but I don't think I slept at all that night. Anyways, that's my story. I have a few more odd occurrences that happened when we were together, but those I'll save for another day. I will say that this is a true story, and it still freaks me out to this day. Was it her mom, or something else? I never believed in ghosts and spirits until that night. I hope that's not too long. It's kind of a long story and I don't share it with many people. Not everyone will believe you when you say your ex-girlfriend was haunted. I know she was haunted because it followed her when she ended up moving. I'll be happy to share some more creepy occurrences with you if you would like, such as stuffed animals moving around the house or my ex's waking nightmares going too far. Keep up with the awesome show. Well, I can't believe I have to even say this, but yes, send me all the creepy stories you have. I totally believe people can be haunted, but I wonder why she is. She needs to be saged like nobody's business. Okay, well that wraps up this episode. If you'd like to submit your own personal spooky tale to be read on the show, head to hauntedpod.com and click on the link to submit your story. You can also email me at hauntedpod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. It really does help us out. You can find us on Twitter at podcast underscore haunted, at Instagram, it's haunted what now, or at hauntedpod.com. Audio engineering was provided by Chez Gray, who manages Ches Gray Music. The official composer for the show is We Talk of Dreams. Check him out on Twitter at We Talk of Dreams or WeTalkOfDreams.com. Until next time. Did you hear that?